Kia ora Wellington. Kia ora Wellington. <gasps> Who's that? <laughs> We're back. <laughs> um, this is Perrine on B-Side Stories, and I am here with a long-lost friend. Uh, it's Laura, Laura Q, and I'm back on the air for B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio. 106.1 FM. Yes. A perfect team. <laughs> um, Laura, you have been on the road, on physically on the road. I have you? been. I have. I've been away for uh, six weeks. Woohoo! Uh, I, I had a big trip uh, back to the U.S. to visit my family and also see the world. Um and it was just a joy, just a joy. And I skipped out some of Wellington's winter, so that's always a good thing to do. <laughs> Wait, don't you like winter here? Um, well, I, I like in small doses. Not eight months of the year. No, no that's right. <laughs> All right, what have you been up to? Um, well, I did a, I did a lot of uh, looking around. Um, I visited my mum's family. They live in southeast Wyoming, mm-hmm. which is like... Ooh, the desert. Um, Your mum is um, made famous on Flirting with 30 podcast. That's right. If you ever have listened to my Flirting with 30 podcast, uh, which you can find on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, She's cool. Yeah, my mum is from Wyoming, so I visited her family. They're all uh, very much like her in character, so (laughs) it was a fun time. Um. And then I shot over to Seattle. Uh, my dad's family sort of scattered down the West Coast. So um, once I got to Seattle, I started riding my bicycle. And I rode my bicycle from Seattle, uh, where I saw family, down to Portland, where I saw family and friends. Uh, that's about where I grew up. Then went over to the coast and went all the way down the coast to San Francisco. Uh, so I was on my bicycle for, oh, it was... Um, about 21 days of cycling in total, uh, and then from San Francisco had had a bit of a tour around there and had tons of time to look around and do, like, you know, touristy stuff before I took off to, to come home. And so how much time did you spend actually on your bike? Yeah, so it was about, uh, because I had all of these stops along the way, I, it was about three weeks cycling. <laughs> Just three weeks. Just three weeks cycling. <laughs> But, uh, you know, a a six-week trip total. So I was stopped half the time, and I was riding half the time. And it was awesome. When you're riding your bicycle, then it's about the journey, not the destination. So, Mm. you know, you you have a different kind of experience than if you're flying between cities or even if you're driving in a car. It's, uh, It's totally different. You spend a lot of time in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Meet some different folks. Totally. It's quite a popular cycle touring route. So we met so many other cyclists when we were riding along the way. Um, and they were they were from the U.S. They were from the areas they were biking in, having a, just out for a summer tour. And they were also from all over the world who came there special to ride down the coast. So, yeah, the west coast of the U.S. was really uh, a, a beautiful place. Mm. And um, it was your first time going to the USA under the new president. <laughs> who, who shall not be named. <laughs> um, yes. And 
it didn't like I was reflecting today actually that because I've lived in New Zealand for a long time, so I would go back and visit during the uh, Bush administration, Bush Jr., W. Bush, and people would ask me what what you know like what do they think of the president in New Zealand way more that back then than they ask me now. Now it's just assumed. Everyone just assumes, <laughs> like, we know what you think of the president. <laughs> we, we don't even need to ask. Mm. Um, but, you know, like, people are resilient. People are like, I had um, interesting conversations with people who were just uh, upset about the political situation, but also just getting on with it, like, they were taking action on environmental issues, like basically saying, like, we don't need we don't need the administration to be on our side. We can make we can take action at the state level, at the city level, at the local level. Hell, I can do it in my backyard. So, like, people were not uh, not despairing at all. It was very good to see. Hmm. Maybe you just hit some particularly energetic ones. <laughs> Maybe I'm I sure some people are despairing. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's a bit dark. People are a bit down about it. Mm. Um, but you know, we were in a very. We were also primarily traveling in like a very, um, you know, left-leaning part of the U.S. So we had that. We had an experience that was a bit different from if you if we were to go elsewhere in the U.S. So. Um, yeah, that that was uh, that was my experience anyway. People mm. either didn't want to talk about it, or they wanted to talk about how they were involved in you know uh, still you know leading uh, you know a progressive uh, push for um, a better world and a, a better U.S. It was cool. Mm. I have to. I have to also mention, because we are often ecologically minded on B-side stories, um, that that the U.S. is on fire. like Literally. Literally burning. Like, from the first uh, place that we stopped, we had a, a plane land in Salt Lake City to take us to, uh, before we were going to Wyoming. And it was smoky there. It was smoky in Seattle. It was smoky in Portland. Northern California was very smoky. Like, there were just fires everywhere that we went. And it, there was, um, I think, it's it's hard to imagine, um, like, but because the the fires are so vast, these enormous smoke, smoke clouds just come and hang over cities. And it was like just this gray cloud. And it was like, looked like the apocalypse or something, you know, like the sun looked all red and nothing was clear. And um, we, were, we were riding our bicycles um, and the news was saying like the air quality is so bad. That if you spend the day outside, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes. So oh. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so we were, so we were very athletic smokers. That's what our lungs were like at the end of the day because we were we were doing all this exercise, but it was like in this sort of like haze of smoke that we were cycling through. Um, so it's 
yeah, it's a bad summer. And, you know, every year is sort of becoming a bad summer for especially for Northern California, where we um, saw a lot of beautiful things. Um, yeah, so the, there's some real there's some real challenges mm. around climate change and the impacts of that. And, um, yeah, there we we got to figure it out. We got to sort it out. That's for all of us to do together. So any hot tips for people who want to do less climate and more, I mean, less climate changing and more cycle touring, either mm-hmm. in Aotearoa or abroad? Oh, that's great. I mean, this is the first time I've been on a cycle tour like this, where I didn't just bike for a day and get where I was going, but like multiple days on the road with a tent on the back. And it just made me feel like I could do anything. Like, it's quite a good confidence boost. Um, And go, there's, I happened to see as I got back from my trip, and I was feeling very enthusiastic about bicycles, that the um, WACC, which is an organization for accessible cycling, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I can't remember the acronym. (laughs) But the WACC in Wellington, if you type that into Facebook or Google, I'm sure you'll find their website. It's like a women's and other uh, gender nonconforming people's organization for that is a cycling advocacy group. They teach maintenance and stuff. They've got a new course coming up next month which is Cycle Touring 101. Mm. It sounds awesome. And they're just like going to like give some tips, get everyone ready to do their cycle tour. And then there's an option at the end of the course to go with them on a three-day cycle tour, which is cool because it's like if you go in a group, then it's yeah. a lot more like it feels like, yeah, yeah, you've got some support and like guidance as you go along your way. So that's an excellent, excellent idea. But... That's my top tip. Go get involved in the community and find other people who are interested in touring, um, like WACC. Uh, and my other tip is just, you know, be brave. Just go for it. It takes a bit of planning, and the, the main thing it takes is time. But if you just just do it. If it's something that you've always wanted to do, just take that week off work that you've always wanted to take off work. <laughs> don't don't feel like you have to cram it into a weekend. Take a few days off and just start riding towards something beautiful and see what happens, see what your experience is. Uh, it, you can cover a lot of ground on your bicycle. It's an amazing thing, and you're stronger than you think you are. All righty. Well, thank you for sharing. For the rest of the show, this night, this evening, we have a special feature from Wellington Museums and Vinnie's Riso, a project that is uh, marking 125 years of women's suffrage in New Zealand. Woohoo! Woohoo! But before we go into that, just wanted to mention a cool event relating to suffrage that's happening next week, um, Edit for Equity. So Edit for Equity is an event series that aims to reduce gender bias on Wikipedia. It's run by Anti-Static with support from the Suffrage 125 Community Fund. 
and they're going to hold, from the week of the 9th to the 14th of October, next week, a series of four Wikipedia editathons in Wellington. So the aim of them is to improve coverage of women and non-binary people on Wikipedia, New Zealanders, and to increase the number of women and non-binary people who are editing Wikipedia. We'll put some info about that on our Facebook page, but for now... Let's listen to Suffrage 125, the Suffrage and Stitches project. <laughs> 